Shalom. Hey guys, how you doing? Hope you guys are doing well. Hope your summer has been going awesome. I wanted to come and do a podcast. It's been a while since I had the podcast app even open. Um, it's just been a busy summer. I've been uh, doing lots of different things. Uh, and with that said, um, I think that uh, today's the day that I wanted to, to start a series. I wanted to start a series because I've been being asked, how did I get to where I am in my faith? And uh, I wanted to start a series that covers kind of like from beginning to end. Um, so in the next few podcasts, I'm going to, the ones that are marked like series, EP, like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, and so on. I want to actually do these in a row. Um, I will put other podcasts in the middle of it, but I wanted to at least explain where I'm at, why I'm here, and so forth. But in a way that's in a way that benefits Christians. Um, I myself go by the label of messianic. Um, that just means that I follow Jesus, not just believe that Jesus exists. You know, just believing that Jesus exists and died for me um, is not enough. I, I actually want to live the way that he calls us to live, the way that the Bible says to live, the way that God, his Father, charges us to live, to be set apart, to be the peculiar nation. And because of this, you know, because of this, I wanted to help my brothers and sisters who are Christian, who maybe are starting to see things in their Bible that are not being preached in their churches, maybe maybe seeing where Jesus says to keep his commandments and that he has not done away with the commandments, but he came to be an example or to fulfill them, to fulfill his Father's commands to to show us how to do it. And a lot of brothers and sisters are waking up to this that Sunday keeping isn't in the Bible. That the holidays that we celebrate are not biblical. They're they're not found in the Bible. You can't you can't find anywhere where Jesus kept Easter or Christmas even. And because of this, they want a place that can outline things from the Bible and put it in a perspective that they, as Christians, can follow. Now, I'm not perfect at this. <coughs> Excuse me. I'm not... I don't have all the exact words to make you feel good about everything you're going to come across in the Bible. I don't have the capability to make it easier to swallow that God says that we should do some things and we should do them, not because they're popular or not, not because they're found in church doctrine or not, not because we feel we want to do them or not, but because God says to do them. <coughs> Excuse me. And so that's kind of where I am. This first episode is going to start out with just getting the basics down. 
and uh, I think that I'm going to dive right into that right now. I am going to be reading it from my blog. Um, I find that that's probably easiest for me. Um, if you're interested in my blog, it's biblicaltruths.home.blog. That's biblicaltruths.home.blog. That's where I'm getting this information from, is my own blog. Um, you know, I've, I've taken time to write all these things down so that uh, I'm hoping my Christian brothers and sisters... Um, you know, because I am technically Christian, and, and I'm hoping that they find it useful. So, if I open up my blog and I go to my posts, I have um, 11 of them now, but uh, if I go to starting at the beginning, episode 001, if I go there, I think that's the best place to start. So, I'm going to go ahead and um, read from my blog so that way uh, you guys will get the benefit of that. So um, thank you for tuning in, by the way. And uh, always, if you have any questions or comments, please leave them. I think uh, I still have those. I think uh, I think you can, you can definitely do that on biblicaltruths.home.blog. Um, so we need to open our Bibles and turn to where else? The beginning. To do this, I will let you know first and foremost that I will touch on some topics. And as I touch on these topics, I will then go back or maybe explain them, expounding on them a little bit as we go along. I want to be clear here. I will not be doing a line-by-line -line journey through the Bible. I will be, however, asking you like myself, to read some passages, chapters, and verses on my own and on your own. And I will expect you to check and see what I say against the very word of God, not what man says, not what your pastor says, not what you think, but what the Bible actually does say. Not on a commentary, but the words on the page, which requires us as Christians or Messianics or even Jewish to read our Bible. We all agree, no matter the denomination within Christianity, that we open the Bible up and it says, in the beginning, God created. Genesis 1.1 tells us, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. From here on, everything else came forth. We can agree that it took seven days for creation, or can we? Almost right away, we're taught in our schools that seven days could mean 7,000 years, seven years, or uh, 700,000 years. However, the Bible is clear. It, creation, took seven days. That's it. Seven days. God spoke it, and it was. Amen to that. To assume anything else is to say, I don't believe in what my Bible says, and that is dangerous as a Christian. We see the outline like 
evening came, then there was morning, day one, and so forth, all the way to day seven. Let's see this for ourselves. Genesis 1.5 tells us, God called the light day, and the darkness he called night. And there was evening, and there was morning, the first day. Now, this follows through each of the seven days. Evening, then morning. Evening, then morning. This is a point I'll come back to in a minute. So right off, we have who? God. Making a distinction. Evening, then morning marks a day, not morning to night, like we've been taught. We have seven days, not seven years or seven thousand years, marking creation, but seven days, one week. We have God creating, not evolution, taking place. Why? Because this truth is told to us in our Bibles. We have several issues we must address here. Day and night was always marked as God marks it, not as man. Evening through the next, or to the next evening. So evening, morning, day one, evening, morning, day two, <coughs> excuse me, and so on. This morning to night came in with sun god worship. And believers in Jesus had to change a lot of what they knew to be true and what is found in the Bibles we read today. They had to adapt into this new idea, this new version of man saying that we could go off God's script. There is a people who still follow God's way of tracking a day. And the Bible, well, at least the Tanakh or the Old Testament as it's written. Who are those people? Well, they're Jewish. Why? Well, this is because their ancestors were called Hebrew in the Old Testament, which our whole Bibles were written for these people. We would not have the Bible if it was not for the Hebrew. <clears throat> Excuse me. Why? Because that's who the Bible tracks. The Bible tracks the biblical nation Israel. The, they have the Old Testament, and they call it the Tanakh. The Torah, Nevi'im, and Ketavim. The Tanakh is acronym for those three they believe it took seven days for God to create. They believe in marking a day from evening to evening. Why? Because the Bible says to do this. So they do. Without question. My question to you, as it was to me, is do you follow your Bible? Or the traditions of man? Okay. We have now grasped some truth already. Now, we go back into agreement again. Adam was created first. Eve was created second as Adam's helper. The word helper is a key word here because it doesn't mean that... It doesn't mean that man is better than woman. It means that 
if Eve is created as Adam's helper, then Adam is naturally Eve's helper. It's very simple. This means that there is one man created for one woman. She is called his wife. This is before there was a marriage ceremony to be had. This is before there was anything paper-wise or any kind of rites or rituals. Marriage is now and has always been one man and one woman. Now, before you go off all condemning me on this subject, because in the modern age, a man can marry a man, a woman can marry a woman, and you can even change your gender if you so please, the Bible says these things are wrong. More on that later, because some Christians have already now labeled me. That's right, some believers in Christ have now labeled me blank-phobic or, or some other term. Because the moment you use the Bible to define what's right and wrong is the moment you get a label put on you, unfortunately. The moment you rely on truth is the moment you're immediately ostracized or condemned. The Bible calls that the Bible calls those things that I just mentioned sin. And that's where I get my truth from. So let's stick to the post's points for this lesson today. Let's let's stay on task here because I feel I could go off into so many different directions. We will cover this. We will come back to this in a much later posting or blogging or vlogging or podcast or whatever this thing is I'm doing. <laughs> So God creates man and woman, and they're in the garden, and we can all agree. And God gives them instruction on one specific day and question that we all get into heated debates on interdenominationally. What are we debating about? If God created man and woman, he put them in the garden, what could we possibly find this early on in the Bible to argue over? Well, I will show you. <coughs> Excuse me. It's a simple word, really. That's it. Sabbath. In Genesis 2, 2 through 3, we see this. And on the seventh day, God finished his work that he had done. And he rested on the seventh day. From all his work that he had done. So God blessed the seventh day and made it holy because on it God rested. He rested from all his work that he had done in creation. Huh. God rested on the seventh day. He labeled that it was holy. Interesting. Some people will say that um, there was no Torah before Moses. Well, God didn't hand out the written version until Moses, but he talked directly with these people. We have him talking with Adam and Eve in the garden. Do not eat from the fruit in the center of the garden on that tree. Don't eat that fruit. You can eat anything else. Just don't eat that fruit. God gave instruction. 
So what is important? How can we tie this in? Well, God finished his work on the seventh day of the week, not the first day of the week. God rested, and what else? He blessed the seventh day and made it holy. Why? Because he rested. We see this over and over again in that, in that verses. Right away, we don't see the command to keep it, though. Or do we? God blessed the seventh day and marked it holy. Holy. It's a small word with big meaning. It suggests that that day was set apart or special, right? Exactly. Of course it does. If God marks the seventh day as special, and we say the first day of the week is special, not the seventh, can you already see a dilemma we must solve if we claim to be Christian? Yes. We are discarding what the Bible says. This is basic logic. It is not top secret, hid away, or anything new. It's been in that Bible all the way up from Torah scrolls. Torah just means the first five books of the Bible and God's instruction. We'll cover that in a moment. Also, we see that God marks a day as being evening to morning, not day to night. Are you seeing a trend yet? You will in a few. What we do is opposite what God really says. I will provide much more in-depth on this backwards or anti-biblical thinking or ways that we've inherited from our father's 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 father all the way back, all the way back through time. You got to ask yourself this simple question. If I'm claiming to be a Christian, does God really care what I do? I will show you that he does and explain that his son Jesus even does. But that'll come much later. We gotta take this step by step. I want you to read Genesis chapter one through chapter two twenty-five. Genesis one one through two twenty-five. Then ask yourself, do my beliefs match the Bible? Do I worship on the first day or the seventh day? Is the Sabbath about worship or rest? How do I reconcile my beliefs to the Bible? How do I reconcile what my church says to the Bible? How do I reconcile what my pastor says to the Bible? What does the Bible say? Does Jesus really care about what the Bible says or what God says? Did he do something different, or am I doing something different? Only you can answer these questions for yourself. The very next podcast we're going to have to do is going to be on sin. Sin. Because sin is the smallest three-letter word that has miles, miles, of wrecking detriment in the modern church today. And that'll be really important. But I wanted to set the stage for that next podcast. I wanted to give you some things to think about.
Why is it we worship on the first day of the week, not the seventh? Why is Sunday keeping not found in our Bibles? Why are our holidays not found in the Bible? Does God really have an idea about what he wants to have done and how has the church come off of it? We're going to look at all these things in depth, podcast by podcast. Stay tuned. I'm going to try to do two or three of these a week, if not more, um, depending on the time, depending on what I can do. Um, but I'm going to try to do this in such a way because I want you, the Christian brother or sister, as I once was, who kept Sunday, who who did all of these things and thought they were right, to coming to the Bible and the Bible's actual meaning and knowing they were wrong and changing my ways so that I may please my Father in heaven, our Father in heaven, the Lord God Almighty, by following his Son. Not just merely believing his Son was there and died for us, but actually being in love with Jesus to the point you're willing to do what he says. Friends, I'm not looking to ostracize anybody. I'm not looking to, to condemn anybody. The whole purpose of this journey is to show you little bits of the Bible that your church and your pastor will not talk on, will not preach about, and how the biblical Jesus, the Son of God, how he says, how he clashes with everything we do and calls it wrong. That's my only goal, to expose you to the Bible, not the church's doctrine or catechisms or anything else like that but the actual Bible because without the Bible we don't keep this faith <clears throat> before we go any further I got to tell you that I am a non-denominational minister who first walked in all the church's traditional doctrines which can be traced back to the Roman Catholic Church or Rome itself. And I believed doing the things we do today was right. It felt good. It seemed good. And if God really cared, he would have he would have corrected me. And then sadly, after eight years of walking out my faith after eight years of being a non-denominational minister after all this time sadly the last five years it took for me to go whoa Christmas is not in the Bible Easter's not in the Bible um all the all the you know our days of the week are not in the Bible the way we announce them our months are not in the Bible the way we announce them um we worship on the first day of the week and not the, not the seventh day of the week. Um, there's something wrong with what we're doing. We're going down a road that isn't biblical. 
And that's what I'm urging, my friends. I'm urging you people that call yourselves Christians, like I called myself a Christian, to know what that means. To know that you're supposed to follow Christ. Jesus didn't walk up to the apostles on the beach and just walk over to them going, Hey, how you doing? My name is Jesus. I want you to believe that I'm walking here right now. See you later. That's not belief. Jesus walked up to them and said to each of them, these fishermen, follow me. The tax collector, follow me. Join me. Walk in my way. The issue is, friends, that we've inherited a lawless church. And because the church behaves lawlessly, the people in the streets see the people identifying as Christian and they behave lawlessly. Now, we've never known it. It's not my fault. It's not your fault. There was no way for us to know until we hit this digital age where everything is accessible online. In this series, I will use the internet through websites, one of which including the Vatican's own website. I will use the Bible first and foremost, God's Word. I will use a concordance to break down words even. And I will point out places that you can go online. Not of my own creation, but of other churches that are realizing this and changing. Other pastors who realize this and are changing. And other people who realize this and changing. That the things that we do in our society today are not biblical. That is why we have people defying authority now. We have people defying authority and standing up to police and sometimes even killing them because they represent the law, the truth. They represent, well, they represent what's right and what's wrong according to man's laws. And because these people are guilty of something, well, they argue, fight, act a fool in front of, and sometimes, sometimes seek to take the life of the person who's bringing this law or this truth to them. This has occurred all through time. Christians who are biblical are persecuted. Christians who are worldly are not. The worldly Christian enjoys the world. The biblical Christian, the Christian that fights for Jesus and for God and for the Holy Spirit, who, who stands up and talks truth and explains the Bible to people, that person is persecuted. If you're not being persecuted, you're not biblical, most likely. So guys, this is the first entry in, and uh, I uh, put some stuff in the beginning and end of it. The next one we're going to talk about is sin. I think sin is hugely important. And I think that we need to look at sin um, before we go any further. 
So stay tuned for that. Shalom. God bless. Good day.